Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. We're at number 151 and we're coming to you here uh, in the beginning of the 2022 baseball season. It's still very early. <laughs> uh, with me today is Scott and Vince. How are you doing, fellas? Hey, Craig. Hey, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> hey, is, is that is that Chad? Is uh, was that Chad on? I think he had. A- um, I don't know where Chad is. I hope he's. Gonna- he told me he was going to be watching highlights of today's game, but I think he was being sarcastic. So, all right, all right. So here we are. I guess we'll recap the beginning part of the Brewer season. We haven't exactly rushed out of the gates, uh, starting, but our home opener is coming up here within days of this podcast. So we're pretty excited about that. And the opening series against the Cardinals and then the Pirates, our first home stand. However, um, so far the Brewers, uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about early season positives and concerns, I guess, that you've seen so far. Uh, as of this taping, the Brewers are currently one and three on the season. Uh, they have been shut out in two of their four games and have scored a total of 10 runs. From the pitching staff uh, perspective, I think in the Cubs series alone, the first three games, we like walked i think 20 batters and hit three by pitches or something so i mean giving 23 free base runners isn't exactly a recipe for success um yeah but anyway that's that's my just kind of overview but um who's uh what's what's your overall take on beginning of the brewer season I mean, it's four games in. I'm not all that worried about it. I think that uh, this team has a lot of talent. I, I, you know, I'm not as worried about our starting rotation, even though they have not pitched that great uh, the first go round here. I suppose um, the the walks are a little troubling, but I think it's kind of an anomaly when you look at their numbers from last year. I, I'm not expecting them to to put up, you know, the brilliant walk numbers that they did last season, but I I don't think it's going to be like this all year. Um, I'm watching right now, well, in the background, of course, the interns have put on uh, a f- clip of an old Brewers game from the year 2000, and Jamie Wright is pitching as our ace that year. So, you know, I, I think things are definitely in a way better position now. So, no, I, I, I don't think our rotation is the, the issue. I think that the offense has been a continued issue. I think there are some questions going back to, you know, 2020 about um, our offense. That's, as I've said many times, I think Renfro is, he, he'll be fine. I think that he replaces Garcia, who also started slow last year, by the way. So I'm not all that worried about that. I think the McCutcheon has looked great, um, but I do have some questions overall about our offense. I will say Christian Yelich doesn't look all that bad. Uh, so that's been exciting. And um, Keston Harris hit the ball hard in a couple of games as well. So I, I think there's reason for optimism. Um, it's a little frustrating, especially when you're losing against, you know, teams that aren't projected to play that well, like, the Cubs and the Orioles, but, um, you know, still a couple games left to go in Baltimore. And I, again, think just, you know, it's early. Let's, let's give it a few weeks before we start to freak out or completely change our predictions for the team. Yeah, I guess, um, certainly not the way you wanted to start. Um, 
like you said, the hitting isn't quite there. The pitching isn't quite there. Um, there there's definitely plenty of um, room for improvement, but uh, well, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get there. I, like you said, like just to tack on, what, what's really standing out to me is that Christian Yelich is walking quite a bit. Um, he's really patient at the plate right now. So that's definitely like a good sign. But, um, boy, um, <laughs> I guess what are some other positives? The, the bullpen, like our, um, our best bullpen, you know, like, uh, like Devin Williams, I was interested to see how he, if he was going to be able to, you know, kind of bounce back and like, he's, he's done all right so far. Like he looked really good. Hater looked good. So, um, you know, there's definitely, um, some positives to take away, but, um, yeah, right now, um, you know, people are having trouble hitting their way out of a paper bag, but they'll, they'll get there. You know, one other positive, Scott, they, uh, I, I saw Yelich has been hitting the ball a little bit to the opposite field as well. So that's, that's good because when he was off, you know, in 2020 and for most of the last year, uh, it seemed like he could never hit to the opposite field. So I, I view that as being a pretty positive thing as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I echo your guys' sentiments that uh, I think Yelich is hopefully rebounding in, some, in, in a large portion to his former self. I think that the Brewers need him to get back at least 75, 8% of his MVP self from a few years back. Keston Hira really just needs to play his way back into it almost every day at bat somehow. And, and with that expanded 28-person roster for the first month of this season, I think he's going to have the opportunity to probably start against every left-hander. So hopefully he can, that can you know help him um, solidify himself and get some confidence back, so to speak. And it appears that that, that could be the case. So we really, really need him to be a contributor um, to this 2022 team, in my opinion. As far as getting off kind of really rusty on the pitching side of it, especially starting pitching, obviously you can blame that on the short and spring training. Um, but I mean, the bottom line is we did have our like three aces last year who had breakout years, I guess with being so young as they are, um, you would just think that the arrows playing up and they were going to even have better seasons this year uh, and going forward. But fortunately, if, any of those guys kind of regress. I, I don't know if this team is built to uh, withstand, you know, too much of that. And and the reason I say that is because I was looking at last year and I think that the Brewers offense scored three or less runs. And I think like 75 games last year. And, but the Brewers actually, because of our awesome pitching had won about 25 of those games. I think it was. So that's a third of the wow. Where we scored less than three runs, we actually three runs or less, I should say, three runs or less that we actually won those games. So that the awesome starting pitching and the unbelievable bullpen that we've had was a big reason for that. However, if you look at statistics of other teams, when they score three or less runs, they win like ten percent or less of those games. So if the Brewers falter in that area anyway uh, and start not winning close game, close low scoring games. I mean, you're talking about so. So if we if we go back to those numbers, we'd only be winning seven or eight of those games that we score three or runs less. If indeed we had seventy games of that fashion this year, and so that's a possibility of like losing upwards of seventeen less games than we did last year, which would take us from mid nineties to hovering around 80, 80 wins. It could completely torpedo our whole season. So 
I think that's very worrisome. Uh, and, and I would think that if our offense was improved, we'll score an extra run or two a game overall. Those worries. Yeah, but, but Craig, I don't mean to interrupt, but you know, last week we were all predicting world champions here. I, you know, what is what happened in four games that would change that? I really don't think the four games matters all that much. I think four games is you know a little blip at any other point of the year. It's kind of magnified when you know it's to start off the year. We won one of four games. I get it, but you know, it just seems to me like it. You know, it. Well, no, obviously, it's, it's, it's we're we're you're obviously we're I'm overreacting a little bit. Uh, the Brewers should, a lot. should be fine, but I, I do have major concerns with some of our acquisition. I mean, you, you're, I'm not as, I'm not as confident in Hunter Renfro as I think you are. I mean, yes, he's a, he should be yeah. a number wise for Avisar Garcia, but in reality, Hunter Renfro, besides having a good year last year with the, the Red Sox, the previous year with the Rays, he had a horrific year. The point that he was actually DFA'd and no one even picked him up off the waiver wire. So yeah, but 2020 was a weird year. I still think that Renfro's got the pedigree. I, I mean, one could say that Avi Garcia in 2020 wasn't that great either. I mean, I again, I just I don't think he moves the needle forward. I just think he keeps it at status quo with Garcia. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, so I mean, obviously, I just yeah, and I guess I'm I'm. I'm wishful thinking that Andrew McCutcheon can add more of this offense than what he maybe can. And so that's worrisome to me too, but really what it all comes down to is we need Yelich to bounce back and we need Hero to be somewhat what, you know, what we, we expected of him. And, and I think then the rest of these fears will, uh, will, will brush themselves to the side, but Willie Thomas also, if he needs to keep and he looks great so far, he needs to keep up his hitting like he did for, all, all the time as a Milwaukee Brewer. So if he regresses, it's a trouble. But, but I don't know. Obviously, having Louis Urias out right now is not helpful in any way. Not that we don't have decent backups, but the bottom line is, yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not firing all yet. And obviously, it's still early. Uh, with that being said, we just got shut down today by one of the worst starting pitching in Major League Baseball. So I mean, that's that's where this is really coming from. So. Let's let's hope that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I, you know, that that happens. It can happen to anybody. I I don't know. Yep. So the other topic I was going to kind of broach right here is, um, I know that going into the playoffs last year, um, we were talking about this a little bit that the Avisa Garcia actually was the led the team with twenty nine home runs last year, um, and we only had three players hit over 20 home runs. One of them was Willie Damas, who only spent, I think, four plus months with a team. Um, do you think that, are you guys concerned overall, the overall lack of power that this team has uh, compared to other teams in Major League Baseball and whether or not that's a concern going forward? I, I have been concerned about that for years. You know, I, for a team that relies as much as the Brewers do seemingly on power traditionally, I don't know that we can get by with this amount of power. That's my biggest concern with the team. Yeah, I and, and probably second right behind that is their ability to hit for average. <laughs> so, so they're not hitting for power or for average, but, you know, they're, uh, they're getting on base more than, um, than it's, team that can't hit home runs and can't hit for average is is likely to do so that's a plus 
Yeah, and, and obviously right. was a late season addition too. And I think he has the ability to hit, you know, with everyday at bats, and assuming he's not completely straight platooning, that if he had a full season at bats, that he would hit between 30 and 40 home runs, I believe. Um, and maybe we'll see that often this year. And we kind of need that from a first base. But but with that being said, who else on this team, given that no one did it last year, who else on this team at this current time? And again, you could say Christian Yelich, and if you'd like to still say that, that's fine. But in reality, he had nine home runs and 475 plate appearances last year. So something definitely went south with his power. Uh, but who on this team do you think even has the ability with 500 plus at bats to hit 30 home runs? I don't think anyone. Maybe Renfro. Yeah. I mean, Renfro had 31 home runs. Renfro had 31 bombs last year. McCutcheon had, what, 26? Um, so maybe McCutcheon, but... I was hoping yeah. Urias was going to make that list, but, you know, just being injured right off the bat is not a great start. No, I mean, you've already got two weeks off the, you know, off the timetable right there at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, he had 23 homers last year and 570 play appearances, so I don't think he'll approach that number of play appearances. Uh, with that being said, I mean, he's probably twenty in the range of 25 still maybe, hopefully. But, yeah, like you guys are – yeah, so, I mean, Renfro – uh, I think definitely has the ability, and I really, I really want to believe who Kesson Hira has the ability, but I just don't think he'll get anywhere near that many at bats to show that. But I mean, the important thing is that even if, you know if he gets twenty home runs in the four hundred or whatever at bats, or four hundred bats he gets, I think will be still contributing. So I mean, um, yeah, I, I guess there's it just it seems like a lot of teams that have that you know when all of a sudden we're down by two runs. Um, it, you know, we, it's hard for us to manufacture a bunch of runs without the long ball, and that's kind of concerning. Uh, I see, but again, this team, its strength is its pitching, top to bottom. I mean, Scott, you've been a great point that Devin Williams looked great, and I think the bounce back. So, I honestly believe that we have the best setup man and best closer in baseball. That we easily have the best top three starters, starting pitching of any rotation in baseball. So, no, I, I, I agree with that. The issue is, is that we've only used Williams or Hader in one out of four games so far. Well, yeah. And that's because, the, yeah. We, so it is when we have those small leads of, you know, one to, you know, three runs going anywhere past the sixth inning as a Brewer fan, it's like, okay, it's blocked down now. And, and that's why right. like, we, we haven't required that much offense to actually get the W's last year. And that was, obviously super awesome, but it's like, if we could have just improved the offense to average, you know, a little bit more runs every game, I, I really feel that that would have been done so much to our pitching staff uh, to really just make this even, you know, much better team, but not that we can still add, but I, I just think that we're going into this season knowing that, um, you know, we got to find out what we have in Christian. We, we got to find out what we, you know, still have in Keston. We have to find out what, Rowdy Telez is uh, capable of everyday at bats. It's the first time in his career is getting those. And even the same thing, we have to kind of, you know, is Renfro from last year real, the real deal? Um, is Cold Wong going to stay healthy? Is Louis Urias going to stay healthy? Right. Well, there's, well yeah, I mean, with all these question marks, I, you know, I guess, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes, despite the Brewers' talent levels and, 
probably because of the Brewers down levels. I, I guess I was a little surprised that Turns and Arnold didn't go after one of the many bats that were available via free agency. Um, you know, I get that these guys cost money. I also understand that, you know, you're, you're not a good fit and players have a choice. They're, so it's not necessarily going to be a good fit for all these guys, but you think of like the 10 to 12 guys on the free agent market that, you know, are pretty good, solid contributing bats um, that could really raise that offensive profile. I think that I, I'm still a little surprised we didn't go after, you know, at least one of them um, outside McCutcheon, you know, that was a definite addition, but I, I, like I said, I just don't understand why we didn't do at least one more thing to upgrade this offense. while we've got this window with our pitching being as good as it is, because it's not often that we get the pitching that we have right now. Yeah. And, and my, yeah, I think, Oh, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. I was going to say, I think, um, you know, a lot of these conversations we were having, um, you know, this time last year and then, you know, throughout April into May, then we traded for Adamas and we're like, okay, now the offense kicked up for a little while. And then, you know, he brought a spark and that was good. But um, unfortunately that didn't really last the entire season, but um, I have a feeling that maybe Stearns and company are kind of um, let's, you know what? Um, they kind of think that this is probably more than likely a playoff team, almost, assuredly and with that being the case they say hey you know what let's let's play this out see what we got and um we don't really know um with a lot of these younger players like if they're going to take the the step to the next you know to the next level um and i think that they're probably just thinking hey we'll figure it out in you know in may or june or something like that and then we'll make our trade then um but i don't know because then you don't have to deal with free agents that don't want to come to Milwaukee. You're coming. It's a trade. Like, <laughs> um, so that's going to make it a little bit easier to acquire talent. And then obviously you're not going to have to pay that free agent premium. Like there's a chance that we can get some reasonably priced talent. So um, I think that's the strategy as a fan, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm already chomping at the bit. I want to see the, you know, the best product that we can have out there. But um, I, I think we have to wait just a little longer and see what we got. And that's a great point, Scott. I think that you might be right that we we purposely went on this team knowing that we're going to improve the team on an as-needed basis throughout the season, kind of like last year. Um, and that's sometimes easier said than done, but but I think that they, were, they just got to assess where exactly we need the offense, but I think that we're definitely going to need a bat at it at some point. And like you said, it could be just a, you know something like Willie Damas or possibly a little bit later this year, even closer to the trade deadline when it really, you know, but I think we'll add someone significant. And I think a lot of these fears will be waylaid at that point, hopefully, um, because I, I do think that barring health, this, this rotation is stacked top to bottom and, and it will do just fine. Um, even if there's a little bit of regression from certain pitchers, I think overall, the amount of youth that will be improving and making improvements will outweigh any regression anyone has from last year's numbers. So pretty confident in that. And uh, yeah, the, the main thing from the pitching end, top to bottom is just making sure that we remain healthy and, and, and I think we'll be fine. So with that being said, yeah, should be fine. I know we already said that the first uh, game in Baltimore happened, but do you guys want to predict how we're going to go for the rest of the week then uh, before we wrap up this podcast? 
Uh, two more. Craig, we weren't we weren't supposed to tell the audience that we know about the results from the first game in Baltimore. I guess that that was kind of a a mistake. I, I think <laughs> I think it, it was our anonymous source, Tom Carter, who told who told me at least definitely do not say either my name, Tom Carter, or that you guys know the the <laughs> results in Baltimore from game one. I wish. Oh, well, now we're not hitting. We're zero for two. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, it's early. Yeah. Tom, is that all right? Sorry about that. Anyways. Well, with six games left before uh this Sunday, two against Baltimore and two more against Baltimore, and then four games set against the Cardinals to kick off our home season. What are you guys' predictions on uh, how we go in the following six games? Well, Craig, I think we're going to lose our first game against Baltimore. I'll tell you that much. And uh, <laughs> then I'll say that we win the next two games against Baltimore. Then we're two and one against the Orioles. And I will go optimistic and say three and one against the Cardinals at home. I think that coming back home is going to be good for this team. Okay. Five and two. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. I think I'm going to go three and four. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like at least early on, um, it, it sure seems like we're not quite ready to play just yet. We're still knocking some of the rust off. Um, but, um, I don't know. The Cardinals are playing pretty well so far, but you know, like I said, it's super early and whatever. I don't want to talk about the Cardinals on this podcast. They're, they're doing okay. That's that's the best you're going to get for me. <laughs> God, this the, this team is going to be fired up to see you at home for the home opener in Milwaukee on Thursday. Uh, then they're going to be disappointed again. <laughs> I'm used to disappoint oh. Scott, but not from you usually. Yeah. I'm going to go four and three for the week, for the rest of the uh, – well, I guess, yeah, for the full week, four and three. With the games left, I think they'll go four and two and hopefully – Get back to 500 before uh, the Pirates come to town starting next Monday. Um, and, yeah, so that's uh, that's our podcast. This week. Hopefully you join in our next podcast. We'll be going through our Rapid 9. And then again uh, next week for another recap of the week in Brewer Baseball. So thanks again for tuning in, everyone. And remember to stay classy, West Dallas. Thank Lassie. Go Brewers. Do, do, do.